Hello, everybody. Welcome on the Lights on Data show. Today, we have the pleasure of addressing data ops. We're going to see what it is, why we should care about it, maybe some of the best practices, and some resources that Jennifer here can recommend for us to look at it further. Welcome, Jennifer, on the show. Thank you. Excited to be here today to chat about data ops. Likewise. First, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience within the data ops? Sure. So I'm Jennifer Glensky. I'm a director of product management in BMC Software's Innovation Labs. And what I do there is I help design new products and solutions for our customers so they can continue to run and reinvent their businesses. And I have been working in the data space for the last decade. So from everything from coding and building my own machine learning models to leading data engineering teams and developing new products there. So I've been able to experience firsthand a lot of the challenges that data ops has come up to address. And I'm excited now to be on the other side, trying to design our solutions and look at ways that we can use data ops really to improve how we're doing business too. I can't think of a better person to address this topic. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks. So what is data ops? Great question. So data ops is a data management practice and it's focused on really streamlining the movement of data across an organization from data sources to data consumers. And it does that using automation to create these reliable, repeatable data pipelines so that teams can deliver value faster. They can deploy analytics projects out there faster, and they can help drive a data-driven culture in an organization. You can think of data ops for an analogy as data ops to data pipelines are like lean manufacturing to manufacturing lines. There used to be a lot of inefficiencies and a lot of manual work, but when you bring in some automation, you bring in repeatable processes, things can go a lot faster. You can get a lot more predictable results and really better results in the end. That's wonderful. And who within the company would be interested in the data ops? Is it the data science teams? Is it the data management teams? Is it IT? Or it's a combination? Yeah, great question again. So data ops is really a cross functional collaborative practice. So you're going to be bringing in the data engineering teams. It's going to be of interest to your data analytics, your data science, machine learning teams that are using the data at the end, and also your IT teams. They're the ones provisioning new data infrastructure. They're going to want to be involved too. It really touches on a lot of different teams. And for successful data ops, you really need to involve all those different teams as well. And I assume if it's successfully built, delivered, in a way, it's really transparent, but also unknown to the end user. To them, things just run perfectly. Yeah, I guess to the end user, it might just feel like magic, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. And the data engineering teams, if they're doing it right too, they're involving those end users in developing those pride lines and developing those processes. So it might uncover some of the magic and pull back the current a little bit for the data analysts at the end. That means they're getting better suited data better suited tools for their end process and, and needs as well. You mentioned in the beginning, you've noticed quite a bit of challenges throughout your career. Can you speak a little bit about that or what are some of those best practices that organizations should adopt to address those challenges? Sure. So yeah, so data ops can help organizations overcome some of these challenges that are associated mostly with managing data pipelines and larger, more complex environments. As teams grow, as organizations grow, data grows with it. There's no stopping that really. And it can help teams automate some of the tasks involved in say configuring or deploying your data pipelines or analytics applications. So 
I would say maybe some of the top three tips I would have for people doing that or best practices would be number one, automating your pipeline using an orchestrator so you can get that single view into all of your pipelines, into your infrastructure. It's a lot easier than managing a bunch of separate scripts all over the place. I know because I tried it and it's super the start when you're starting out small, but it's harder when it expands. And I would say that would be my second tip would be to try and design your data pipelines so that they're scalable because you can start out small and get some wins. And when people see that success, the momentum grows and you'll have more people coming to you wanting to help build their pipelines and do their projects and it can grow quite quickly. And it's a challenge if the solution or method or tools you picked at the beginning aren't that scalable. So I would say start out with a big grand success in mind at the end and design your solution so that it can grow and scale with that. And then the last point, I think we touched on a little bit, was designing some cross-functional teams. So involving those data analysts, those data consumers in the beginning when you're designing your pipelines, because they're the ones that want to use the data for something, right? They want it to be reliable. They want to know it's high quality data. And quality data can change at different points in the pipeline or for different end users, you know. Something that's good enough for, say, a reporting purpose for a business analyst might not be good enough for the finance team for forecasting for next year or vice versa. And so getting those involved, getting those stakeholders involved, I think will really increase your chances of success. Absolutely. Stakeholder engagement is really key in communication change management overall. I often find that it's lacking, but very much needed. What about anybody that wants to get into the data ops field? Where do they start? Is it a particular career path that they take? Do they need to have a particular education or work experience to get into this field first? I think a traditional path into data ops is through the data engineering career path. So you might start out with some coding or you might even start out as a data analyst or data scientist and then switch over into data engineering. I've been seeing that a lot recently. A lot of my friends that used to be in data science. Now the data engineering is a hot new thing. They're all jumping over there. So that might be more of a traditional path. So the background, perhaps you study mathematics or computer science or a different type of stuff in school, but data engineering and data ops, like we've talked about, benefit from stakeholder involvement outside of just the traditional data engineering or IT teams. So there's no like limit on who can be involved and who can help the success of that project. I think there's so much value to be had from involving the business, maybe a financial analyst, anyone who's using data at the end to do something, to be involved in the processes, the strategies, the governance, all of those things that are critical for making the data ops work for the organization. Thank you. I'm wondering, do you think in the next five to 10 years, do you still foresee the data ops as being a full-time job for a data engineer? Or will it be just so much more automated, more of a plug and play solution that you need somebody on the onset to set everything up and then it runs on its own? I think in the beginning, there's a lot more work involved. It's a heavier lift to get DDoPs involved. If you have come from more of a manual approach or you have a lot of disparate, separate processes or systems trying to work together, it can be a little harder. Once you get those steps automated, or you say you get some automated testing and deployment in place or some CI/CD into your pipelines, then that frees up the data engineer or the data scientist, whoever's involved, 
to do more interesting work or more exciting things once you've automated some of those manual tasks. So I would say in the future, I think we'll have data ops with more of a given, like we won't even really think about it that much because we'll just be so used to it be commonplace. And the reason I think that is because we don't really have a choice otherwise. The organizations that choose to continue to do things very manually, are, it's going to take longer. They're going to lose that competitive advantages and they're going to fall behind. So it's people that are adopting new technologies that increase the speed to value, allow them to deliver more that are going to succeed. So it might almost be one of those situations where we're only really left with the people that are using automation and data, not yeah. majority. But I think the data engineers in the future will have more time for doing other things. They won't just be consumed with all of the data ops. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for shedding the light on data ops. And I encourage everybody to follow Jennifer Golinski on LinkedIn to just learn more about the topic and much more. And definitely subscribe to the Lights on Data YouTube channel and just follow us so you can listen to upcoming episodes. Thank you, Jennifer. Have a great Friday. Thanks. Bye. Bye.